Let's get back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Welcome back to Sports Call, Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm and the Tiger Communications app. Ryan LaVoy, Brooks Childress, and Tom Peavy with me here on this Tuesday afternoon. And we are now excited to go to our orthopedic clinic phone line where we welcome on Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Ferg, I know you have been very busy traveling all across the United States. It's good to be talking to you on this Tuesday. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. The traveling's not stopping. Tomorrow morning I'm getting on a flight to go to new york for the brooklyn games coming up so a lot of travel but a lot of fun this has been a it's been a really entertaining last couple of weeks and between auburn football and armor basketball heating up um should be should be a fun fun week here coming up before the iron bowl a, a job that sends you to both south dakota and new york in the same month is certainly a uh, a very interesting and intense one but uh justin let's talk some auburn football first before we get into basketball obviously a huge uh, domination for the Tigers on Saturday in Fayetteville. What stood out to use the most impressive thing about Auburn's performance? I mean, they they just killed Arkansas at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, I, I feel like Auburn's offensive line and defensive line this season have gotten better as the season has gone on, which is important. They took their lumps. Uh, you look at the A&M game, the Georgia game, some of these other ones. They didn't really do an awesome job of you know, really establishing themselves, had some mistakes. Um, but they've really come on these, this last month of the season. And, yes, Auburn has beaten Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and Arkansas, three of the worst teams in the SEC. One of them's already fired their coach. The other one, the other two probably should. Um, we'll see if they will. Um, so, I mean, again, that it all comes with that the, that asterisk next to it. But you only play with who you got in front of, your, in front of you on the schedule. You don't get to set who you play when in the SEC. So they've done a really, really good job. And, I mean, they whipped Arkansas at the line of scrimmage in this game. And offensive line-wise, really good game. When you when Auburn can go into a game, they ran the ball 71% of the time against Arkansas, did whatever they wanted. Um, everybody who touched the ball for Auburn on the ground had a good day, explosive day, efficient day. Um, and that comes back to the offensive line. And, look, Travis Williams has had a pretty good Arkansas defense this year. They've been solid against the run. They got absolutely eviscerated by Auburn. This is the worst an Arkansas run defense has looked like in years. This is one of the best in Auburn rushing attack has looked like in years in this game. That was really, really huge. On top of that, pass rush continues um, to play really, really well. Jalen McLeod, best player in the country this week on defense. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal uh, performance there in terms of efficiency um, and, and getting the quarterback. All of Auburn's um, defensive line did a really, really good job in this game. You get a linebacker group and a secondary group that have played good ball for most of the year. You got a dominant defense. So they really, really punched Arkansas in the mouth at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball from the very beginning of this game. Took Arkansas out of it completely. The crowd was done by, you know, and the team itself was probably done midway through the first quarter. That's what you had to do. You know, Arkansas had something to play for in this game. If they, coming off that win against Florida, they could have, you know, kept winning potentially made a bowl game this year. Auburn took all the hope out of them really, really early, and it started by dominating them at the line of scrimmage. 
just in a, a position group that we t- we've talked about all season long, we really talked about in the preseason about having to get better and improve was that wide receiver room. Can you talk about what you've seen from that room as that we've gone through this season? Yeah, it's it's still a mixed bag from from your uh, wide receivers. I think it's telling that you're having to play Rivaldo Fairweather a little bit more on the outside. Um, I think you know Rivaldo's been more of a wide receiver than he has been a tight end this season, which is something I'm writing about for tomorrow at, at the Observer. And you look at Jay Fair, Javarius Johnson, Caleb Burton. These are all small guys, but they're making plays on the outside for you. It's good. So you'd like to get more. You know, Cameron Brown obviously had a tough game against Arkansas. You'd like to get more from some of these transfers you got. You know, for Auburn, they've been able to make do with this wide receiver group. I think the the smaller guys, the shiftier guys have played well this season. The bigger guys, not so much, haven't made the impact that you kind of wanted from a full season perspective, but they still made some plays. Um, And and I think that's a good sign because for Auburn, um, you know that you can get better in the wide receiver room right away. Um, You get Perry Thompson coming in here. Um, here in, in the next couple of months. You have a chance to flip Cam Coleman from Texas A&M, especially with Jimbo getting fired. There's also the talk of Ryan Williams, the Alabama commitment, potentially reclassifying and flipping to Auburn um, you know, down the stretch here because you know Auburn legacy, Auburn's showing uh, some signs of life, the wide receiver. You can go into the transfer portal this offseason and be able to point to, hey, we're not a finished product, but we need to get better wide receiver, and you could be the key to helping us out there. Um, so I think guys like Jay Fair and Caleb Burton um, and, and others can be people you lean on in the future and then add those new pieces. That wide receiver room should take a step up um, next season. And, uh, you know, that could be that could be a really, really big thing. So long story short, outside receivers not giving you a whole lot this year. That's okay. It's kind of been hot and cold. I do think the slot receivers and the ability to move them around here down the stretch and the tight ends has been very, very helpful because it's, it's gone a long way in getting that um, passing attack going. And Justin, you, you mentioned the defense a little bit earlier. I don't have the full stat in front of me, but I do have, you know, they sacked uh, they, Auburn's defense at five sacks for 28 yards on Saturday. I don't know the, the exact number, or I don't have the stat in front of me, the exact uh, QB pressures, but they were in the backfield all day long, it felt like, on that uh, that Arkansas team. Is, is that a performance that you think can be replicated here down the stretch in these last two games for Auburn? I definitely think so. I think Alabama's, you know, as, as much better as their offense has looked over the last few weeks of the season, they're still one of the worst teams in the SEC at protecting their quarterback. Jalen Miller is having to do a lot in terms of scrambling. Um, he's having to create a lot. He's getting a lot of pressure on now. Miller is a player who can make you pay against pressure. Um, you know, so Auburn will have to be really, really good with it. But, I mean, K.J. Jefferson is a guy that can really hurt you. Um, he's not K.J. Jefferson of old, but he still is a guy that can run and make plays. He's just hard as heck to tackle um, because of how sick he is. Um, and yet Auburn did an excellent job against him. And so, um, you know, I said it uh, last week, um, heading into heading into Arkansas week. Auburn really crushed the pocket and did well against Vanderbilt, rushing the passer. They did a, did a good job against Ole Miss a few weeks ago. They go into Arkansas and do the exact same thing. Arkansas and Alabama, the two worst teams in the SEC protecting their quarterback this season. Those are the last two SEC games Auburn has. So, with Jordan Hare behind him in a you know a big iron bowl where you feel like you could be competitive and maybe shock the world uh, one more time, I really like Auburn's defensive line in that matchup because as good as Alabama has um, figured some things out this season, obviously they're going to the SEC title game for a reason. Um, they're 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 an excellent team. They still have some deficiencies on offense, especially 
at the line of scrimmage. I think Auburn's offense, or Auburn's defense front is playing its best ball. Perfect up. And Justin, with that whooping of Arkansas and the the couple of high valued recruits that Auburn landed over the weekend. Does that feel like one of the more impactful and significant Auburn football weekends in quite some time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say, you know, this was the best win Auburn has had, shoot, 2020, 2019. You might even go all the way back to 2016 since the last time Auburn had a win quite like that. Um, and then, yeah, you go get, you go flip a, 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 and a guy in Javante Waller who is, you know, top 50 player in the country, depending on who you look at, a high, high four-star target at a position where you need to continue to stack bodies moving forward uh, at that edge rusher. Yeah, that's awesome. You go get Ryan Ryan, uh, Ryan Gay, who's a, a tight end for the future, um, and, and you know you need to continue to replenish that tight end room because they've been so big to what you're doing on offense here this season. Yeah, this is, this is a really significant week uh, for Auburn. I think this will be a significant week coming up. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't want to put too much stock. I don't want to put too, too much stock into a coaching change on one recruitment just because, you know, it's not always the be-all, end-all in recruiting, um, especially in the NIL era. But also this weekend, Jimbo Fisher getting fired. That gives Auburn a better chance to flip Cam Coleman from Phoenix City, and that is a five-star wide receiver. Auburn's going to have a shot. I'm not going to say they're going to do it, but they have a better chance now that there is something changing at A&M than there was. So, yeah, all in, in all, I think on the field and off the field, this was a phenomenal weekend for Auburn football. Switching over to the basketball side of things, uh, obviously very early in the season, but Auburn picks up a big win uh, over uh, southeastern Louisiana. Yeah, okay, it's one and one, but, I mean, what this early in the season, what have you kind of been able to learn from this team that you can look for going forward? Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I said it all off season, and I think it's only shown up here these first couple of games. This is a much better Auburn offense. Um, this is a team that is putting up numbers. They're shooting the ball a lot better. Um, you know, they have been able to really get get points in bunches in a variety of ways. Here's a stat, here's a stat that I tweeted the other night. This is the first, you know, last season, Auburn did not score 80 points in back-to-back games all year. They've now done it in the first two games this season, one of those games being against a really, really good Baylor team. That's significant, and you would have loved to have won the game against Baylor, loved to have finished it off. But I think this offense is really starting to turn a corner. This five-out stuff, some of this NBA Euro-style action that they're running on offense is really, really working. And the shooters have made a difference. Denver Jones, Aiden Holloway, uh, obviously guys like Chad Baker-Mazar and Chaney Johnson, they've all been upgrades. Uh, and, And on top of that, you see... Guys like Katie Johnson, Jalen Williams, these guys that came back for Auburn, Chris Moore, Trey Donaldson. Auburn brought back most of their decent shooters from last season. They added more good shooters. And now they're playing an offense that I think has really just kind of unlocked the potential of everybody. I think this is going to have the chance to be one of Auburn's best offenses under Bruce Hurl. I mean, they've looked in the park these first couple of games. Defensively, they got to tighten up. Got to do a better job of defending without fouling, especially in the second half of games. They've had some breakdowns. They had some effort and energy issues against Southeastern Louisiana they want to clean up. If they tighten up those areas, this could be a really, really fun Auburn basketball team. And by really, really fun Auburn basketball team, I mean a team that can be in the hunt for a top-four spot in the SEC, that double by, which would put them in perfect position to you know, be in a, a, a good spot for not only the SEC tournament, but the NCAA tournament. And if everything clicks, We'll see. Um, I think they have the offense that can hang with anybody. So I'm not saying they're going to win the, top, the SEC title this year, but I do feel better about their chances to compete in this league 
because they've got the firepower that we just haven't seen. We didn't see that last season from this team. And uh, even though the defense has struggled a little bit in the second half early in the year, I'm not going to make against a Bruce Pearl team figuring out on defense. Time and time again, his defenses show up um, over the course of the season. They've got a, they've got some work to do on that air, on that end of the floor, but I really like their potential there. They just got to lock it down because this offense is going to put up points and bunches. Justin, on Friday night, the, a little fun fun thing happened. Jalen Williams became the all-time winningest player in Auburn basketball history. What do you, what has he meant to this program and the, this coaching staff for Bruce Pearl over these past few years that he's been with the Tigers? I look at I look at Jalen Williams and I see an incredible teammate. I see a guy that has been uh, in some really tough spots for Auburn. Has had to had to shoulder a lot of a burden. Um, it's hard to play the four in Bruce Pearl's system. Um, I think it's going to get even tougher to play the five uh, if they continue doing some of this five out stuff moving forward. But it's a tough position to play, and, and Jalen Williams has been that kind of guy who's just stuck around and has been a, a contributor really since the end of his freshman season which got cut, cut short due to COVID. He has been a key piece for Auburn. And you look at him staying at Auburn when Jabari Smith comes in and takes a starting job. Chaney Johnson didn't take his starting job, at least it's not right now this year, but like Chaney Johnson's going to play a lot of minutes this season. And Jalen Williams could have easily gone somewhere and played 30, 35 minutes a night. He's not going to do that at Auburn, yet he's still here. And uh, it is a great honor for him to be the winningest basketball player in Auburn history because when I look at the tough times you go through COVID years, you go through having uh, to, to adapt and adjust to different roles over the course of your career, and he stayed loyal to Auburn through that, and he continues to be a great teammate, a great player on both offense and defense, one of the most impactful players of the last several years for Auburn when he's on the floor. Um, it's really fitting, and uh, I think Jay Williams is the, is, is the perfect person to have that record. And uh, look, he's gonna he's gonna get to stretch that thing out um, here this season because I think Auburn's gonna pick up a good bit of wins. And if he makes it through this season uh, healthy, he's also gonna have the most games played by any Auburn player ever. And I don't know if anybody will ever touch that just because of COVID uh, in those years. But it's a really good legacy to leave. Um, he is not gonna be a guy that I don't think is a first round NBA draft pick or a guy who racked up the All SEC uh, numbers, you know, and accolades at Auburn. But he's going to be a guy people are going to remember for a long time because of what he meant to this program. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joining us today. Justin, obviously busy time of the sports calendar for Auburn. I imagine it's very busy with the Auburn Observer. What do you have going on right now? Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff uh, with Auburn football and Auburn basketball um, in, in the heat of things right now. So I am going to Brooklyn for these, for these upcoming games. Auburn plays Notre Dame on Thursday night. And then either St. Bonaventure or Oklahoma State on Friday night. I'll be there for that, coverage from that, uh, those games. I won't make it in time for the New Mexico State game here at home, but we'll have plenty of coverage uh, from that uh, as well. You can check out um, you know, the story I uh, had today previewing uh, this week for Auburn basketball. Yesterday, a breakdown of what has made Auburn's offense so much better here over the last few weeks. Tomorrow, film room on Revolta Fairweather. I've had a lot of fun doing uh, here. Podcasts ton of stuff. Um, this is the perfect time to subscribe to The Observer because we're getting, giving you something every single day. Uh, and uh, it's football and basketball. It's, it's the best time of year to subscribe. $6 a month or $60 a year. We email everything out to you. Just go to OurnObserver.com. Check it out. And uh, you know we'll, we'll make sure your inbox stays full with a ton of Auburn football and basketball analysis. 
Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today with us. Justin, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. I hope you continue to have safe travels across the United States, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. Absolutely. Y'all be good.